What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, man. Uh, Bet US show with NBA picks every single day, Monday through Friday, man. Obviously, it's Tuesday. We're back. Obviously, tragic uh, incident yesterday in the NFL with uh, Darvin Ham there. Um, Alex, how you doing today, my brother? What are you? Everything cool with you today? Everything's good in my world. Again, just you know, cut all my thoughts and prayers to Mr. Hamlin and his family. Um, no news has come out yet, but I hope that everybody at some point today is going to sit down. You know, whether you, whether you like to pray or not, send some positive vibes, whatever you can do. That's what we should all be trying to do. Be as positive as we can for them. Facts, facts. Every day, not just today, to be honest with you. What's up with you, Chris? Everything cool with you over there, my guy? Yeah, I mean, things are things are cool with me, but that was definitely a tough scene um, last night. So pretty cool that Donovan Mitchell, too, after his unbelievable 71 point, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, show out there on a Monday night mentioned um, Hamlin as well at the end of his game, because really, right, like we don't expect this, right? We all just we bet on sports, we have fantasy, we, we, we we're obsessed with sports. I know I am. And you just don't expect your Monday night to experience something like that. So for all prayers up, man, for Hamlin, his family, and and for the Buffalo Bills and players like T. Higgins, right, who mm-hmm. he, he was the one that collided with him, the mental toll that that's going to take. You know, hopefully everybody can get back to normal and he's okay. Yeah, that's a good point there, Chris. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he can get back to normal um, and we can get back to normal as well. Um, but we do have a show to do, guys. Let's go ahead and go over the best bets um, here as well. Go over our best bet records for the season in this one, guys. Sitting at 182, uh, 204, and 4 in this one, guys. Overall, 390 plays. Um, nice little sample size. Uh, obviously, we're only we're not even halfway through the season yet or just, just about uh, halfway through the season. So um, we have a lot of time to to turn it over to some positive uh, positive record over there, guys. Let's, the journey starts today, right? It's a new year, 2022, uh, 2023. Let's try to get to it here, guys. Uh, first game up here. Let's head over here to the streets of Milwaukee here. We have the Bucks. Land seven and a half points here. Some eights out there. Uh, Bill, maybe Bill come back today. That's why this line has dropped from eight and a half to seven and a half in this one. Over and under sitting at 229 and a half in this one, Alex. Wizards just beat the uh, Bucks straight up. Uh, this is the revenge spot. Now Giannis and Drew are in this time around. Or do you think it makes a difference in this one, Alex? It should. This Milwaukee Bucks team has been very interesting. Uh, you know, they've been so consistent over the last few years with all their stars. I haven't had a chance to go back and look, but I can't remember a time where they've lost five out of six games straight up. I mean, I'm not even sure if there's a part they didn't cover five out of six games. It's unbelievable that this team is struggling so much to me. And the Wizards are quietly been really solid, whether they've had Beal or not. Porzingis looks comfortable. Kuzma's taken a step forward. All the little pieces there seem to be getting a little better. And if Bradley Beal plays tonight, I think this is a really scary spot for Milwaukee. I haven't played anything yet because I do want to see if Beal plays. Looks like he was in shoot-around today, but will be a true game-time decision, so we really won't know until about 5-10 minutes before tip. So if he's in and I still have a chance to scoop you know, Washington plus 7, that's definitely my plan, but I think this is a pretty scary spot for Milwaukee, even though, like you said, it stacks up as like the ultimate recovery revenge spot. But, you know, Milwaukee's had that for about a week now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, Bucks 15 and four at the house. I feel like if you do like the Wizards, you probably want to go ahead and take them. Um, I, I do, do fully expect Bill to be back in this one. But uh, personally, I don't think it'll matter. I like the Bucks early in this one. I uh, like them first half minus the four and a half. Come out, smack these Wizards up. Um, obviously, no Drew, no Giannis was huge in the last game because they were without, without their big three. Got smoked in that one. Now you see them in this one. I guarantee they're coming out with revenge on their minds. I like the Bucks early in this one. Give me Bucks in the first half, Chris. Um, how you looking at this game you think the Wizards can keep their uh, ATS streak going in this one or you think the Bucks bounce back here 
Yeah, well, I, I like your angle on the Bucks in the first half because if I was going to bet this game, that's what I was looking at, right? Just a fast start, kind of overwhelm the Wizards a little bit at home, especially getting Giannis back and Drew back. And for Washington, it, it is their fifth game in seven days. Uh, mm-hmm. But man, upon this win, win streak, right? They, they, I mean, they beat some pretty good teams. They beat Philly. Uh, of course, they beat Phoenix with a few of their stars too. They beat the Bucks without a few of their stars, but they're still getting the job done. And you know, just doing some inspection here. Uh, the Wizards are defending the rim a lot better. They're going to the rim more. You know, that's a lot of Bradley Beal, but it's some of their other contributors as well. You know, Hachimura, Gafford, uh, Monte Morris even. He's been a pretty good contributor there for that, you know, kind of like a, uh, a Swiss Army knife, you know, they're off off the bench. Uh, and they're defending the rim better too, right? Which you you got to be able to do that when you go up against Giannis. Although the other night, you know, we saw a dominant superstar in Joel Embiid take advantage of his rim play and it didn't work as well. So certainly Giannis can do that tonight. The Bucs can do that tonight. They're, they're still the better team, right? They've been here before. But to Alex's point, Washington... I think it's just a growing team, right? They, I think they can sustain more success this year than they can last year. Obviously, Kuzma joining the lineup last year was a new player. You know, I kind of had to work him in. But it feels like Porzingis really knows his uh, role really well. Uh, and they just have these sustainable parts of guys that have been there for a while, like Gafford and Beal and Hachimura, right? So they, they have maybe more chemistry than what we've seen from the Wizards in the past. I would lean to the Wizards in this spot as well because I think – Seven and a half to eight. You know, we saw it eight, eight and a half at first. It's just a little too much. But this is the Bucks. They're almost all healthy again. Big revenge spot. So I can't take the Wizards. But lean lean towards Washington, who I think they're going to keep on being pretty competitive here, unless they're in a really terrible spot. Exactly. Yeah, Wizards won five straight, covered five straight, uh, covered seven of eight as well. So seven to one against the spread last eight. Uh, Bucks basically doing the opposite, but this is where they played their best basketball at the house. So I'd be really surprised if they didn't come back and bounce back in this one, um, especially early in this one, guys. So Bucks first half for me. Um, you guys, didn't have, did you guys have an official in this one? I thought somebody had the over in this one. Okay, so yeah, just me. Uh, Bucks official minus four in the first half, my guys. Let's head over here to the next game. Let's go over here to the streets of Oklahoma City here where we have the Thunder getting nine points at the house versus the Boston Celtics in this one. Obviously, Celtics coming off that loss versus the Nuggets. Um, over and under sitting at 233 in this one, Alex. Um, what do you think? You think we see plenty of points here? The Thunder don't really have guys down low to stop the Celtics from getting inside the paint in this one. I think we will see some pace. I think we will see some points. But this spread is too big for me. I, I know that it's tough betting on some of these stinky teams at home. But give me the Thunder, plus nine points. I think this is a great spot for them. You look at Boston, they're mired in a little bit of a road trip here. They've got a little bit of a look-ahead spot. They played Dallas on Thursday. That'll be a TNT game here tonight. Oklahoma City, you know, kind of similar to Houston, two of these Western Conference teams that we think of as tanking teams but have really been trying to play good basketball. Um, you know, they don't have the number two pick with them, Chet Holmgren, but we know how good Shea Gildress-Alexander is. We know how good Lou Dort can be. Josh Giddy seems to really be doing well. Both Jalen Williams, as annoying as that is to have on one team, have been playing pretty well together. So uh, give me the thunder tonight at home, you know, on the road. They lose by a lot. They, they basically get run over by some of these better teams. But at home, they've been competitive. They've been able to even win some of these games so far this year. And another thing, Boston, it seems like there's been an upgrade for Boston here since Robert Williams came back, which 
makes sense to me in kind of a holistic sense, but not now. We haven't seen this team really play great basketball the last couple weeks. For whatever reason, integrating him has really kind of thrown off their offensive rhythm. So uh, the market, I'm surprised, it seems like it's moving the other way. Again, I have this closer to 6-7. Happy to take OKC plus 9 here. Yeah, and the, the Thunder have covered four straight versus the Celtics as well, 4-0 against the spread, and 6-1 and against the spread last seven games um, versus the Celtics, and only lost by four um, earlier this year, November uh, last year, but you know what I mean, this season, mm-hmm. November 14th, uh, Chris, they only lost by four points up there in Boston. You could argue that's when the Celtics were playing with their heads on fire as well. Um, do you agree with Alex and the OKC home dog here, plus the nine? I do, I do. It's kind of gross, but <laughs> the Thunder – uh, I think they're, you know, they're kind of like a lot of the other teams in the in the M- M- NBA right now who could be kind of feisty. You know, Alex and I bet on the Rockets yesterday. They were feisty in that game all game until the end. Uh, but, you know, this Thunder team, they have a winning record at home. They're 10-9. and nine. You know, They got some up-and-coming players like the young Jalen Williams. Uh, but, you know, they don't really do that much well on offense. Really where they're winning and limiting teams is just how well their defense has been playing. And to Alex's point, if they're going to keep on trying to integrate and feed Robert, Robert Williams III a little too much, that could create problems for Boston in their offense because this Thunder team is good in the paint on defense. They're really good at limiting the mid-range. They're really good at limiting points at the rim. Uh, and I think just teams don't expect that, right? And then you face the Thunder, and they're just really feisty down low. The area that could really hurt OKC in this one is that obviously Boston loves to shoot the three ball and they have struggled defending that. Now, Boston has cooled down. I mean, they were shooting at an insane rate throughout most of November. They're not quite at that rate now. They're eighth in uh, three-point shooting percentage at this point. You know, we saw them right at the top there for a very long time. But if they can get their three ball going, hit some shots from beyond the arc, this game could get away from OKC. That being said, uh, I mean, it's a good spot. They're at home. And they got the players. As long as you got SGA in the lineup and, you know, Giddy's great at giving out assists, uh, this is a team that can hang with most other programs. It just, it just depends how much Boston is present tonight. To Alex's point, they do have that game against Dallas on Thursday. Exactly. I definitely have a game up on Dallas. My only thing, only reason why I'm not betting against the Celtics tonight, they were pretty pissed coming off that Nuggets loss. And that one, I'm not yeah. laying the nine with them, but I'm staying off this game. Uh, I know the last game, reason why the the um the Thunder were keeping it close versus the Celtics, they still, in theory, had two centers in that game. That's Pokashevsky and uh, Robinson Earl. Both of those guys and guys are out. And I maybe feel like maybe that's why the Thunder have been getting blown out here um lately. Um, even lost that game versus the Hornets as well. You can't really they they play really a good perimeter defense but when it gets in if you get to the paint um there's no one really there to stop you there so i like the thunder perimeter defense but inside they don't have their seven footers right now i believe the center they'll be running out running out there uh, is six eight so the tallest player the thunder have on on the squad right now is six eight um i don't I, that's tough right there for the thunder my guy so uh tough game but i couldn't talk you guys off thunder uh, the home dog here getting nine points my guy uh alex which one you got no one you guys got the fish yes yeah, alex rocking with the thunder it's Sounded like Chris was going with it as well, man. But uh, my guy Alex rocking, he's rocking with the Thunder plus the nine home dog. Could not talk you off there. Last game up before we get to Q&A, my guys. Let's go over here to the streets of Utah. We're heading to the mountains here, guys. We have the Jazz laying three and a half points at the house versus the Sacramento Kings. Line opened up at two and a half, has since come up to three and a half. We know that Huerta and uh, Malik Monk are on the injury report in this one. They do have a game tomorrow as well versus the Atlanta Hawks. Over and under sitting at 242 and a half in this one, Chris. We'll go to you first on this one, my guy. What's your play on this game? 
Yeah, so the Kings are a surprising 12-5 and to the under against the spread when they're on the road this year. And this is the fifth game in seven days, so maybe they're going to be a little tired tonight. Obviously, these two teams just saw each other the other night, too. The Jazz are, are obviously an over team this year, 55% ATS this season, but they do tend to limit teams better at home, 9-8 uh, and eight to the over at home. And these two teams just had way too many easy baskets in the paint in their first matchup. I mean, 55% of the made shots in that game came from inside the paint, 138 points. I got to expect that some adjustments will be made here. Um, and I don't think there's any chance that they'll score 138 points in the paint again. It's just just a little too easy. Now, uh, you know, I, I do lean towards the Jazz in this game. They only shot 25% from beyond the arc in that first contest. So, you know, you got to figure that's going to get better right there. They're a really good three-point shooting team, very high frequency from beyond the arc as well. But unless both teams are shooting – over 40% from beyond the arc in this game. I think it's going to go under. You know, we just got to think about it in these spots. 242 points. I know we've seen a lot of overs recently, but it's still a lot of points, right? You're just you're kind of on the right side of variance when you pick an under in games like this because you need sustained 30-point quarters from both teams. Um, mm -hmm. That's tough to do when you just saw the same team and you make adjustments on defense in particular. So uh, I like the under in this one. I mean, you know, this is obviously – the way these two teams play with pace, you know, the shooting percentages are up. This could go to 270, you know, but um, I'm, I'm going to take a shot on on the under here because it just has to be some adjustments. Also like the Jazz could could make a, a pretty good Jazz money line parlay with the under as well. Yeah, that's a good point there. Um, one thing I can say, I know Sabonis, he won't be playing much defense with that with that hurt <laughs> hand over there. Um, you don't want to play any defense. You're focusing all on offense. So that's maybe why the Jazz got so many easy buckets inside the paint. The Jazz aren't the greatest either. Even though they have Laurie marketing, he can't be a good defender. It's crazy because when guys like Olenek get in there, um, you can get whatever you want. Kessler is a really good rim de paint defender, though. And like you said, Chris, when two teams facing off in close proximity like they do, like they are right just a few days ago, we noticed guys on the, Mike Brown is a defensive coach. He's definitely going to make some defensive uh, adjustments over there, Chris. So that's a good look there, Alex. Um, how do you how do you look at this game, my brother? Uh, a real tough game. Just about everything came out on my numbers. To Chris's point, overs have been really red hot the last ten days, but we've seen it balance out the last three or four days. I think the market adjustment is there. We've seen team shooting percentage come down. You know, basically peak teams are shooting forty eight percent from the field, which is just wild. Um, you know, we're back down to kind of 46 percent if you look over the last few games. So I think we are going to see a spat of unders here. Uh, my problem is kind of what you mentioned, Jay. I, there's not a lot of players on either one of these teams that are interested in playing defense. Now you definitely take some offensive fire play power out with no Herder, no Malik Monk, and, and no Colin Sexton. Sexton's a huge part of that Utah offense. So the injury report, I think, kind of leaned towards the under. It's just a tough spot here. I might even look at, like, just trying to do some alts here. I feel like that if this goes under, you look at a tight game, the pace is going to be really slow at the end of the game, and it's not even going to be close versus the over. Maybe if things get out of hand here, you know, um, try to maybe sell a few points the other way. So, again, it came out just about my numbers, but it's hard for me to discern really what's going to happen either way. Yeah, now when I think about it, I feel like if Ski was on this show, one thing, because I have Ski on my show as well um, once a week, and a lot of things that he talks about is that um, the first, the teams, when they have a back-to-back, -back, usually the games go under when they're uh, when a team is on the first leg of a back-to-back. -back. So I can hear Ski profit in my ear right now saying, uh, with these, these, hit, these unders hit at 67%, you see what I'm saying, over time. So that's a good look there, Chris. Um, the Kings, I definitely wouldn't be surprised. Where turn Monk aren't ruled out yet, but could very well be possible one of those guys sit, especially with the 
game tomorrow. I remember last time it was Huerta, it was some with his hand or something like that. Now they're saying shoulder. So it may, could be a totally different injury. He was on the injury report last game as well. Who, who knows these days, man? Wait to <laughs> if you like a side in this one, wait to the last man. Obviously, the line will move, but for good reason. If uh two of their best three-point shooters for the Kings are out, Monk and Huerta in that one. So uh personally, the way I'd look in this one, Jazz with the revenge, I'd lean first half here. I lean them um early as well. And I always kind of say the Jazz might kind of start to choose to lose some games as well as they see we're sitting at in the season after starting out so high, you kind of realize, hey, it might not be best for us to really go all out here, maybe try to get some better players through the draft here. So I'd be looking at Jazz first half in this one, my guys. Um, now, let's go. that's the game. So my guy Chris rocking with the under in this one, guys. Under 242 and a half official in this one, guys. Let's go ahead and get to the Q&A segment here, my guys. My guy, first question up. If Urker in the uh, chat says any player props, Chris, any player props you'd like on tonight's card? Well, um, you know, traditionally I would have said Giannis would be a circled spot tonight to, you know, respond for his team. But again, the, uh, Washington's been defending the paint a little better, um, and then especially the mid-range. So maybe not. I don't know. I mean, OKC is going to need every ounce of SGA tonight. And, man, I mean, my goodness, if you look at that guy's stats, whether it's assists, or drawing fouls, or obviously efficient field goal percentages and things like that. I mean, he, he really does every every single thing um, for the Thunder. He's really the, the only efficient scorer game to game. So if you're going to keep up with a team like the Boston Celtics, who can really run ahead by shooting the three ball, they're going to need SGA. So maybe you look at SGA, PAR props. What you think, Alex? Any player props you liking on tonight's car? Yeah, I like what Chris is talking about. I was looking at maybe Josh Giddy overs in this Oklahoma City game. Again, we know how important SGA is. And with some of the matchups, I think Giddy is going to be kind of the guy who's lost and has a chance to make a little hay. I would look at his points, rebounds, and assist over. He's been doing a good job of filling up the stat sheet. Just kind of one of my favorite young players. So I'd look that direction. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I would look to, I don't play player props, but maybe I'd look towards Laurie Markkinen. He did have 36 points the last game. Um, and like I say, I'm just telling you this as a basketball player, when you have an injury, especially on your hand, you're not playing any defense. And especially because it, like he has like a broken thumb or something like that, broken bone in his hand. So he's definitely not trying to hack or do anything like that. He's actually trying to keep his hand away. So go score and then let us take the ball out so we can go score on you again. I could see Markkinen going bonkers once again. Uh, my uh, next question in chat says, what do you guys think about King's money line in this one, Chris? I mean, to your point, Jay, right? If the Jazz are showing any signs of like maybe we don't care as much, mm -hmm. uh, then maybe the Kings tonight, but I don't know. Um, I, I guess I haven't really seen that from the Jazz just yet. And they do have that turnaround spot, tough travel spot. I mean, they're they're on the road tonight in Utah at elevation, and they have to go back to Sacramento to face the Hawks tomorrow night. So uh tough scheduling spot for them, and you never like that for a team. I, I would not play the Kings money line. It's a revenge spot, too, for the Jazz. Exactly. Yeah, I, personally, I could only look Jazz full game, but back in my head, I do have that they could possibly be tanking. At some point, they may not come. They may come. May not be now, yeah. but um, it's a tough one. I, I feel like if I want Kings money line, I'd live bet it. I do think Jazz come out here hot with their home crowd. Um, if you like Kings, maybe try and take them on the second half. That's what I feel like. You can get a better line in game, Alex. How do you think about – how do you feel about Kings money line, my guy? 
I like what you guys are saying. I agree. I wouldn't want to bet on the Kings, but give me the money line instead of the spread. I think that three points is going to be fairly meaningless tonight. So if you like Sacramento, grab the money line instead of the spread. But you guys make a ton of good points. This is a really weird travel spot. They were in Memphis on Sunday, um, flying here to Utah for Monday and Tuesday, and then they got to run home to play Atlanta. It's very, very funky spot. But like you said, Jay, if you watch a game, Atlanta comes out hot, but Sacramento looks like they're still trying. Maybe sprinkle a little better number. So, again, just take the money line instead of the spread if you have to. But in general, I'd stay away. And also, see what's up with Monk and Huerta. And that's why I say maybe go to live bet. That way you know exactly who's playing for the Kings. You see how they're playing? Uh, I will say this. If Monk and Huerta don't play, I don't see the Kings winning this game. Uh, that's just my that's just my two cents on it, my guys. But it um, looked like we only had a couple of questions today in the chat. We answered them. We had three games. We broke those down as well. Um, now let's get to some best bets, my guys. Yes, sir. So my guy, Chris, rocking with the Kings, Jazz, under 242 and a half. That's a high number, I must say, man. Now, I'm going with the Bucks in the first <laughs> half. Looking for a little revenge game. Jay, bounce back, Jay. And my guy, Alex, rocking with the Thunder, uh, plus nine as well. Going with the home underdog. Definitely could not talk you off um, there as well, especially with the Celtics having a huge game up next, my guys. Uh, I'm your host, Jay Money. It's my guy, Chris Farley. It's my guy, Alex Christensen as well. It's all positive vibes, guys. We all sending up prayers, sending positive vibes as well to the buffalo bills to the to the uh to harvin's uh to hamlin's family all that good stuff my guys um that's the show today man M nba picks every single day bet us monday through friday man we back tomorrow let's get some cash guys we out